This is the Unstoppable Authors Podcast with world-building warrior Angeline Trevina, planning and productivity powerhouse Holly Line, and formatting fireball Julia Scott. Every week we bring you discussions on the craft of writing, author life and business, and interviews with some of the industry's most unstoppable authors. A writer's life doesn't have to be solitary. We're here to bust that myth, support you on your journey, and encourage you to be unstoppable. Welcome to episode 168 of the Unstoppable Authors Podcast. Today, we're covering the highs and lows of 2022. Uh, before we get into that, let's talk personal updates. So, guys, how has your week been? Go on, Julia. Uh, yeah. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> no, we've had some uh, house renovations going on, so it's new carpet and rewiring and stuff like that so it's been a bit hectic um so of course I haven't done any writing but I didn't plan to for December anyway so that's okay um I did a little bit of reading Mm -hmm. actually read some words (laughs) uh and yeah binged Netflix a bit more as you do (laughs) because it's Christmas and some Christmas movies were required to enhance the festive feeling because the Mm -hmm. festive feeling is not currently present So yeah, it's been an okay week. I got through it. And how is it only a week until Christmas? Mm-hmm. I know, right? Yeah, it's shocking. I've found myself having to say to people, like, see you next year. Mm. And that has hit me like a fish in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I've been... Um, what have I, I don't even know what have I done this week it's been all family stuff and oh good because every time we have this conversation you come in me <laughs> yes. and Shane are like we've yes. done nothing apart from watch Netflix and you come in and go I've been doing all this stuff <laughs> yeah oh, it makes us look terrible so if you've been doing nothing it's it's good well yeah, really good really well I've just remembered I did run my goal setting workshop of course oh, which yeah. you were both at so we were. Oh, so we that was really good actually week. Yeah. yeah we did that we did oh, that and I yeah I had a one-to-one coaching call with the Holly line yeah that you were late for <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm late for everything this week okay it's just it's December I'm on a different time zone to everyone else and I don't apologize well no I did apologize to Holly because yeah. The builders were here. I was having to make like building decisions. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So so yeah, that happened for me and and all of us really. Um you did very yeah. well. It was it good. It was very good. Yeah, Thank it was you. good. Helpful, enjoyable. Good. I'm glad it helped. If you um, would like to take advantage of Holly's coaching services, you can head over to her website. Uh yes, uh, it's it's all on Patreon at the moment, patreon.com forward slash Holly Line. There you go. Um, for uh, um, goal setting and strengths based coaching so just pause the podcast go do that and then come back (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah so other things um yeah it's been all getting ready for christmas wrapping presents and stuff and wrapped a single present oh nope i barely bought a single present no i've still got got shopping to do Mm. one thing left to wrap but I mean, there's See, a few... she's showing us up again, no I matter know, what right? we do. 
there are a few things that haven't arrived yet though so oh oh good luck to see if they, good luck to see if they do the royal mail the way it is my god yeah uh yeah anyway um yeah no so i've been reading the original midorian so have i it's yeah. very good it's very good <laughs> and um i've also been reading uh right of fuel uh by Cassie Ooh, also very good yep yeah, about halfway through that, I'll finish that tomorrow because it's it's dinky. It's a cute book. Oh, it's it is tiny. Yeah, um, but packed full of useful. Oh, definitely. Yeah, info. especially for newer writers, I think. Um, yes. but also a good little jump start if you're feeling a bit blocked as well. So, yeah, that's all been good. And um, I, yeah, I binged Wednesday in a week. Well, in like three days, we watched it <laughs> in three days. Yeah, that's exceedingly good. So that's been my week. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Shane? Well, I started my new job this week, um, which is fantastic. I am the customer. No, I'm not. Don't even know what my own job is. <laughs> I'm the community and customer success manager for Fictionary. I'm working with Christina Stanley over there, and it is fantastic. I'm finally out of that corporate nightmare that used to be my poultry existence and yeah it's been fantastic so far so I couldn't be more pleased I'm also reading the original Midorian it is fantastic um I'm about halfway through very very good oh. I may or may not leave for a review depending on how busy I am no I'm kidding I'm kidding, <laughs> kidding. I if will be leaving a review if it's any less than a three star <laughs> <laughs> it won't be it's very good Thanks. um what else have I done this week? I have been binging The Imperfects on Netflix. Fantastic, oh, fantastic show. Yeah, it's really good. It's about a genetic experiment that goes wrong and gives three people the powers of a chupacabra, a banshee, and a succubus. Oh, cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, mm. I'm enjoying that. So that has been my week, pretty much. All right. Fab, Okay. Uh, we've got no new patrons this week, but a huge thank you to all of our current patrons who sponsor the show. We appreciate all of your support so much. Patrons get early access to episodes, exclusive access to our off-air banter, and the chance to join in with our monthly sessions of Sprints and Giggles, an evening where we do writing sprints, answer questions, and have a laugh. And that will be returning in the new year. This month, we have a change to our scheduled um um, benefits and we're having a Christmas party instead and that um will have already happened in this episode yeah so thank you to everyone who came thanks for yes. everyone who came we enjoyed it Hope it was you amazing did too. it was <laughs> so much fun uh yeah so if the quiz like was too to... hard though it's very hard it's much too hard I can tell Anyway, if no. you would like to join in and support the show, you can do so for £3 a month at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. Ah, right then, guys. It's the end of 2022. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> Where did that go? Um, yeah. So we're going to discuss the year and how it's been and what we've taken from it. So let's start with our most important lessons learned. Who would like to start? I'll go. So my most important lesson learned is that rapid release is really, really hard. <laughs> uh, 
Could have told um, you that before you started. Yeah, well, I wish you had. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It, but it was it's really, really tough. And it's not something I'll sustain going forwards for sure. I'm going to take a much slower route publishing-wise next year. Um, it's really tiring, especially if you've got a day job as well. It's Because um, it's not just the writing. You have to keep on top of the marketing. Mm-hmm. And because it's all about fast, 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 the marketing also has to be fast, fast, fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just don't really don't really get a minute to think about what you're doing, which is not good for my number two deliberative. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's my most important lesson. If you are thinking of rapid release, I think you have to do a lot of um, forward planning in terms of your schedule to make sure you can actually release on time as well. There were a couple of hairy moments where I almost missed a pre-order deadline, Mm. um, which Mm. is not not good i think the only way i'd ever do rapid release is if i spent a year writing the books and not publishing it and then just kind of held the books back yeah and then rapid release i've got i I really highly respect people who manage to write a book a month or every two months and just keep pumping them out because that is intense mm-hmm. very yeah if yeah. i ever if i ever did do that again i'd do the same i would stockpile i'd write the whole series and kind of have it ready to go as opposed to writing on the fly as soon as the last one is released it's tricky which was actually your plan holly wasn't it for this year because listening back to the goal setting episode we did at the beginning of 2022 you were talking about not publishing any books this year but writing them and holding on to them for that purpose yeah that that was the plan Mm -hmm. correct (laughs) yeah how did that go uh not like that (laughs) Um, and we'll talk about that more next week I think in our our goals episode but um yeah the plan changed that's okay plans change that's fine yeah yeah but it's still like I I do still think that's a smart thing to do even if you're not rapid releasing I think holding back books as hard as that can be for some of us um is still quite a good idea and I still want to do that with um Everything, really everything I write from now on, I want to have sort of at least one book in hand and kind of just always um, just be ahead of the game, really. And yeah. I think that's probably my lesson this year as well, is not to rush and um, take my time with things and make sure I'm um, producing the best work that I can before I put it out, because um, I did publish this year, although that wasn't the plan. And I do actually regret it a little bit. There's there's a scene in particular that it just bugs me that it's there. I wish I'd changed it. And mm. but it's out there in the world now. So, yeah. But you are indie, so you can take I know, I, I could. And it's not like, <laughs> I mean, full disclosure, it's not like I've sold a million copies. It's not going to throw that many people if I change one scene you know i don't think it's it's been read by that many people so it might be all right <laughs> yep julia how about you uh my most important lesson learned is that balance doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> so my word for 2022 was balance and in my idealistic perfectionist mind everything in my life is balanced you know home life work life the writing business 
the children, the housework, you know, all of the things perfectly balanced. It just does. It's just not possible for most people. Um, so I've been having to learn to uh, let go of that ideal. Mm. Um, I've always been working on my perfectionist tendency, um, but that's one thing I definitely need to let go of and just to uh, give myself a bit of a break when some balls get dropped because, you know, they more often than not will bounce back up again and there are certain things where the ball shouldn't be dropped and they're the ones to focus on. So, mm. yeah, balance will not be my word for the year ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's bring the mood up a bit and talk about our highlights for the year. So, uh, yeah, Shane, what's been your biggest highlight? Well, I've spoken about the job, so I can't use that again. Uh, <laughs> my One of my biggest highlights this year, because it was a goal I had when I very first started writing. I'm sure it's the same with a lot of you. The first podcast I found, the first indie writer I really found and knew they were indie was Joanna Penn. And I read all the stuff, followed all the you know, her advice. And I ended up being on the show, the Creative Pen podcast earlier this year. It was fantastic. She is a brilliant host um, and makes you feel completely at ease. And I did benefit from the infamous Joanna Penn um, kind of growth effect mm. in in various ways. So yeah, that that was a massive highlight for me and not something that I would ever have imagined that I could do in my first year of indie publishing. Mm. Yeah, it's wow. amazing. Yeah. Big achievement. Yeah. Julia, yeah. what about you? Finally, finally publishing that damn book. <laughs> <laughs> because 2021, I planned on publishing the original Midorian. That's that's the year I was going to publish it because I only wanted maximum of a year between those books. Mm. But it stretched out to two years. Mm. Slightly less than two years, actually. I was determined to not let it go over that two-year mark. <laughs> And I pushed myself to get it finished right at the end. But yeah, I I didn't want to leave 2022 with no books published. So I really pushed myself despite the difficult things going on this year. Um, so it was a, yeah, I'm, I feel like I've achieved something. I yeah. finished a trilogy. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, you did. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so that has to be the biggest highlight for me because, it, and it's also such a weight off my shoulders. Like you don't realize how heavy it sits on you knowing that people are waiting for the end of this trilogy and like you want to please everyone, but you know, you can't please everyone. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm happy it's done and I hope that people love it. I'm just still waiting for reviews. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't know what to say for this. For my, for because you have too many things. Because well, she's done all the things this year that we haven't done. <laughs> um, I mean, I think probably putting out the power of blood, despite what I just said about rushing and having some sort of regrets, a strong word, not really, just niggles, niggles about it. I am so glad that it's done and that it's out there and that I got through it because that book, oh my God that that was like my Everest writing that book it mm. took me three years to write it I'm not continuously working on it but 
And it was, it's my infamous patchwork project that was all written out of order that gave me literally sleepless nights trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do with it. And I did it. I I pushed through. I managed to drag the pieces into position and publish it. And actually, that is something I really have to be proud of, um, even though the launch wasn't what I would have wanted it to be. Um, yeah, it's that. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Holly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So what has been our biggest challenge? so many to choose from <laughs> <laughs> writing wise um for me it's probably learning or trying to learn to write when I don't want to um and I think that's why book three of the trilogy took me so long is because I waited until I was in the mood to write or felt like I wanted to and whilst I don't uh, advocate people forcing themselves to write when they're in burnout or whatever um, you can't always wait for the muse to hit you because when other things in life are stressful very often it won't <laughs> so um, I think that's been my biggest challenge um, and wanting to be more productive with writing books because I do enjoy it once I get into it uh, I, I realize that I just I need to schedule it in better so that I'm actually making time to write even if I don't massively want to mm. I can't remember who it is who and or what exactly the wording of that quote is but that that motivation follows action yes you you mm. you can't you it's quite rare to be motivated to do something before you've started actually yep. you kind of just have to make yourself start and then the motivation comes it's the same with going to the gym but I'd rather write than go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. How about you, Shane? So I think my biggest challenge, and I don't want to open up a huge can of worms um, here, but it's the difference between or the the way it's easier to market nonfiction than fiction. It has been my biggest challenge this year because I fully went into this year intending to only write fiction in, in my first year of of publishing and kind of market that and get it off the ground and all that stuff. But after the first kind of six months, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to make the pivot here if I want to make any money quickly. So, uh, yeah, it's so much easier to market nonfiction because you can do so much more with content marketing. Generally speaking, you can have higher ticket items in the back of your books, like uh, author services or courses or whatever. And yeah, it's it's a lot easier to make money at nonfiction than fiction. And while I love writing nonfiction, it's, you know, teaching other writers is fantastic. I would like a little bit more money from the fiction side of things. Yeah, and I'm not, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure. I mean, I know the theory of how you do that, but putting it into practice is very tough. So that has been that's been one of my biggest struggles, where to actually focus my efforts this year. That whole oh, nonfiction makes more money, which is true, has kind of derailed my the plan that I originally had ever so slightly. Mm. Yeah, I've really struggled with that. And I've gone back and forth a number of times. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've sort of said, I don't want, like, I want to be a fiction author. I, that's how I want to make my living. And I, I really want to focus on that. Um, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, it is just so much easier in some ways 
to make money from fixing people's problems. Yes, yeah, not basically. easy. I want to say it's still not easy, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. definitely easier. Than, yeah, than fiction. Yeah, and my biggest challenge this year has been the ongoing burnout recovery and just getting myself going again. Um, and I mean, I had accepted by this time last year, I'd accepted how long a road recovery was, um, but it was still, it was so slow. And, you know, I'm not back up to the same level of production that I was before I hit burnout. I probably never will be because I'm going to burn out for a reason, right? Um, (laughs) So, yeah, that, that has been a challenge for me, kind of accepting that, things aren't going to go back to the way they were and accepting that the way they were wasn't good for me anyway so I shouldn't want that and sometimes it's quite hard to change what you want yeah that's true yeah Yeah. accepting your limitations Mm -hmm. but life never stays the same things always change so it's just a season Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> <laughs> it is a season. It's just a season. Well, I've stopped calling myself a full-time author, which I did used to do, um, but I'm not actually. Um, parenting is my full-time vocation. Mm. That is the thing. I can't give like 40, 50 hours a week to this when I have kids at home who I'm home educating, and, um, and that's fine. And they, yeah, it's a season. It will last for the next few years and then they will have grown up and then I can, you know, I will have more time that's my own. So, and by that point, you will have built a good foundation, mm-hmm. albeit slower than you originally wanted, but you will have learned so many new skills that you'll just, you'll yeah. be good. Mm-hmm. I'm talking mm-hmm. to myself too. <laughs> <laughs> I've got about six years left of home educating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, see, my eldest will probably head off to college in a year or two. So then I'll only have one at home. So, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. We're going to get into some fun favorites now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about books first because that's mainly what we're here for. So, what have been our favourite fiction and favourite non-fiction reads this year? And Shane, I know you're going to have to think about it out of the 500 <laughs> books that you've read. I already did my roundup on Instagram. I'm good. I know this one. 500? <laughs> was it actually 500? No, she's being facetious. It okay, was, okay, I'm just checking. Oh, it was 201. Oh, <laughs> only. Well, you say only. Next year, you should do better. <laughs> 202. <laughs> How many have you read again, Julia? Nine. Mm. <laughs> Just nine. Yeah. Well, no, nine is still nine. It's with, better than none. With saying that, 2022 is not over. No. No, you could read 10. <laughs> not 10 more, but finish oh, no, on just, 10. Yeah, finish on 10. Yeah. yeah. I'm not... No, I'm going to finish on 11. <laughs> oh, high stakes. Exactly. Because I'm, I'm at 29 and I've got two in progress. I'm like, I think I I should make it to 31. I All think, right. I hope. Considering I'm the one with the least books read, I will start. My favourite out of the nine I read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favourite fiction was Iron Widow, 
which was recommended to me. And I'm very excited to find out that it's going to become a movie or a TV show. One of the two, I can't remember. Because it was very, very good. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it, really. Have you heard of Iron Widow? No. No. Okay, go read it. Add it to your TBR, please. Um, (laughs) I would tell you who the author is, but I can't remember. Um, And she is a Chinese woman, and so I might not do her name justice. Hmm. So <laughs> I would have to hear someone saying it before I could pronounce it properly. Um, but yeah, that that's a really, really good story. Um, and then my favourite nonfiction was Dear Writer, You Need to Quit by mm. Becca Syme. Um Yeah, I want to read all of her books. So in 2023, I'm going to read the rest of them. I think <laughs> I already have a couple. Um, but yeah, that was really helpful in just in helping me to be more realistic. Because like I said before, sometimes I'm just not very realistic mm. um, and my my ideals are too high. Um, so she she just has a way of helping to tone you down a bit and go, look, this is how it actually is. Um, but yeah. also the whole question, the premise thing, I like that. And Holly's talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just I like I like the way she phrases it um, and makes you think, you know, do I have to be that way or am I just telling myself I have to be that way? So mm. that book's well worth reading. Yeah. Um, okay, my favourite fiction was the Ravensmark trilogy by Ed MacDonald. Oh, I just can't. Ah, oh, <laughs> I wish there were more of them. Um, so, so good. You, can't, you can't claim a trilogy as your favourite book. Well, I, yeah, the first one then, all right? All right. <laughs> Blackwing. Um, I just wanted, yeah, it's just because uh, I read the whole series this year. Um, what genre is that? It's grimdark fantasy. It's not, it's not for you, Julia. It's not for you, no. no. Okay, I won't write it down. <laughs> uh, so good. It's very different from anything I'd read before, really, because I don't, I'm very much an urban fantasy, contemporary fantasy fan. I don't really read a lot of, you know, epic sword and sorcery type fantasy. I love watching it. Can't always get into reading it. Um, And I didn't really have, I didn't, I didn't quite know what genre it was going to be when I started reading it. And uh, I was a bit surprised and, oh man, it's good. It's sort of like, it's got steampunk elements to it. It's like the Wild West as well. It's got... There's a lot of genre fusion going on and absolutely brilliant. And the magic system is based on turning moonlight into energy and power. Just, nice. Oh, it's so nice. good. It's so freaking good. I'm, I'm going to have to go reread it now. Just, <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> maybe I'll read it and surprise you both. Huh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll be like, I really loved it. You'll be like, what? <laughs> a lot of people die. Just... Just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to die all the time. Um, yeah, and um, my favourite non-fiction. Mm, um, um, come back to me. I'm going to have to think. Shane, you go. So my favourite fiction series, and I will pick out a book from the series, Julia, just to satisfy. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so my favourite series this year was The Curse of the Siren Queen series by Helen Scheurer. It is a YA epic fantasy four-book series. Uh, really fantastic. The whole series is based around the premise of competition, 
the Queen's Tournament, where one of the Lowborns is competing for the Coral Crown. It's, yeah, really fantastic. It gets more epic as the series goes on. Characters get deeper. Magic System is probably one of the best I've read. Um, and we are all a little bit jealous of Helen Scheurer because she's very, very successful. But <laughs> that aside, my favourite book in the series was the last one, which is To Wield a Crown, where everything, all the plot threads get tied up and they really do. Um, there probably wasn't a single plot thread left hanging. And it's one of the only series I've read where the prologues actually make sense. And it's not just a huge info dump. So that's my favourite fiction. Favourite non-fiction this year was a reread for me. It was Build Your Story Brand by Donald Miller. And I read that when I was building my non-fiction brand. Um, well, kind of rejigging my non-fiction brand in the latter part of this year. And he uses storytelling techniques taken from the hero's journey to apply to a non-fiction brand. It's, it's a really cool book. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to have to add that to my TBR. Thank you very <laughs> much. Um, yeah, I've got a I've got a bit of a split for my non-fiction so um i'm not going to be very original uh dear writer are you intuitive becca's most recent mm, book good um one. so so affirming like oh my god the amount of times i was like yes that's me it's i was thinking broken. <laughs> i was thinking of you the whole time i read it i was like oh holly you'll like that bit and that bit <laughs> and that bit yeah, I kept taking pictures of pages and like showing them on my Instagram going, this, this people. So yeah, yeah, I have to say that. Um, But also, um, Shane, your books. Oh, your, thanks. Your, your nonfiction. I mean, um, you have to say that because I'm here, but thank you anyway. I do, but no, no I don't have to say it. Um, yeah, I read uh, Brilliant Beginnings and How to Write Novels Fast. And while How to Write Novels Fast did not, resonate with me on a personal level I'm sure I did feel <laughs> it was a good book thanks <laughs> and brilliant beginnings was was brilliant was really really helpful much. well I'm glad I nailed that title <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so uh let's talk about tv because it's all storytelling it's all good so uh what is our favorite show that we binged this year hmm I already mentioned, yeah, I already mentioned Wednesday, but as that was like this week, uh, (laughs) just take the year as a whole. Um, I watched Big Bang Theory in its entirety, all 12 seasons this year. I love that show so much. Mm -hmm. So good. So funny. Brilliant example as well of an unlikable character, Sheldon Mm -hmm. Cooper. Flipping horrible. And (laughs) although he does grow there is a certain amount of growth his arc is reasonably flat and he's he is much the same person at the end he's just a bit more aware of how he affects other people mm. um and i did i did have a little cry the season finale, oh, the, the very end that <laughs> ending's brilliant yeah fantastic you know so. how some series just don't wrap up particularly well mm. lost i'm looking at you uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, Big Bang Theory for sure wraps it up where you feel like it's complete. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite binge watch was Foundation, uh, oh, which is based on books by um, Isaac Asimov. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> I haven't read the books clearly. 
but that tv show was amazing yeah i'm like when when are we getting the next season come on oh i don't know but mm. yeah i loved it so if you're a fan of sci-fi or it doesn't matter what you're a fan of just watch it anyway <laughs> it's hey, not so- super it's not super sci-fi it's not star wars level sci-fi uh, okay. Mm, mm, not Star Wars is science fantasy. Sorry, I'm just nipping. Mm, this is true. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. Is it, okay, it's not. It's correct. Star Trek. Huh. Yeah. No. Mm. Um, well, <laughs> give me a sci-fi, Holly. My Basically, God. it's not hard sci-fi. Is what she's trying to say. Yeah. Although, that's I mean, I'm saying the books <laughs> are though, like the Foundation books. It's pretty. You don't get much harder sci-fi. I take nice back everything I just said. Okay. But the show, I get what you mean, though. It's very accessible. I don't think yes. you have to be particularly into sci-fi to enjoy Foundation, the TV show. I think they did a really good job of making it easily consumable. Yeah. I yeah. have watched some sci-fi things where you're just like, what? Mm. What is happening? What is going on? Where are they? Mm. When are they? <laughs> um, but this, yes. was, this was good. I loved it. Nice. Or well, I was going to go fantasy for this one because that's normally my go-to, but I won't. I'm going to switch it up. I thought of a show that I watched at the very start of the year. It was on, I think it was a BBC show, and it was called Show Trial. Um, absolutely fantastic. It was like a legal thriller with some courtroom elements, and the the characters were just incredible. The dialogue was fantastic. So if you are looking for a great example of character development and character voice in particular, that would be one that I would recommend. It was brilliant. Cool. Okay. But I still want to know what the fantasy one you would have picked was. <laughs> uh, probably probably Umbrella Academy, which I've yes. just finished. Yeah, it was fant- It was really, really good. Apart from... Season the, three was not so great, but... It was weird, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, was it was really weird. It's messed up. Um, I'm not yeah. impressed that I have to wait until 2024 for the final series. I don't... I'm not really desperately waiting. Oh for no, it. I still just am. Because, I just still because am. Season three was so. Did what you? Are you bi- going to do now? Did what? you binge it though, or did you? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I st- yeah, I loved it. Again, characters, character voice, all fantastic. Very different mm-hmm. characters. Great show. Yeah. But yeah. series three was not. I didn't like what they did with certain characters in that. Are series, you talking about Alison by any chance? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Lisa yeah, I get it. as well. I get it. I get um, it. And yeah. Yeah. I think Five and Klaus just carry that whole. There were some very uncomfortable, coercive moments in series three, which yeah. I can imagine you didn't enjoy, Julia. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would probably have been the one I, I would have picked if I'd gone down the fantasy road. Yeah. Shall we take this moment while we're talking about TV to talk about the show? The show. The show. The show. Yeah. That the three of us. I like to take some credit for this. I think I spread the word. Um, but yeah, uh <laughs> The Traitors uh on BBC. Yes. Is I I am not a huge fan of reality TV. No. Like I don't generally watch any of the fear pop idly factory things um or the loving on an island i, I don't do any of that. <laughs> loving on an island. <laughs> <laughs> um no I'm, I'm, yeah no i i don't do it the the only sort of competition thing that i enjoy is strictly um because i look just yeah i love some glitter nah. and, and 
music. Um, <laughs> glitter and music. <laughs> no. The dancing is kind of secondary. No, no. Um, <laughs> the dancing's great. Anyway, um, no, but The Traitors is like, it's not reality TV as you know it. Um, no, and it no. has the best soundtrack of a TV ever, show ever, ever. It's the mm. best. It's amazing. Um, so for those who are not no idea what we're talking about, um, basically they took is it twenty two people originally, mm-hmm. put them in a castle in Scotland, and um, and they they took they picked three of them after like extensive interviews and stuff. They picked three of the people to be traitors. So the faithful. Just the the majority of the group have to try and figure out who the traitors are and get them banished, and the traitors meanwhile are killing off not literally not not really, <laughs> um but like secretly killing off the the faithful and so every day someone gets banished and someone gets murdered, and they're whittling them down and it is the best TV I've ever watched in my entire <laughs> yes. life. Ever. I was trying to explain to my son what this TV show I was watching and getting so emotional about was. And um, I said to him, it's basically like heads down, thumbs up. But as a TV show, if anyone remembers Mm. the game you used to play at school, did you ever play that school, Holly? You're looking blank. No. Oh, Holly. (laughs) You missed out. Where the whole, all of the kids in the class would put their head on the table and put their thumbs in the air. Right. And someone would have to, there were two people who were picked to, pinch someone's thumbs and you had to guess who'd pinched your thumbs anyway um yeah. or it's like among us which is it's not really like that at all actually julia isn't it what is it like, <laughs> like oh you mean traitors isn't like that no not really you... there's no thumb pinching look he's a kid i was trying to explain it on his level all right there's no thumb pinching <laughs> oh. or it's like among us um which is a PC game? Actually, it's not just on PC. It's a computer game. Has anyone played that? Clearly not, because you both. No, my kids. Blank. My kids play it. Though. They're always going right, for the oh, gamers. Among Us. Sus. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. For the for the gamers Among Us. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. It's like Among Us. Anyway, moving on. It's really good. <laughs> it's like a cross between a murder mystery and. Heads down, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But anyway, it's fantastic. Tension and conflict. Let's address that in relation to the traitors. Yeah. Um, So the other sort of side thing is it is a game show. There is a prize fund to be won. And every day they have to work together, despite Mm. there being traitors among them. They have to put that aside and work together to do these missions to earn money for the prize fund. And um, and yeah, and and some of the missions are quite extreme. Extreme. (laughs) When they got buried underground, I was like, that would be me out. I'm not it. doing that. I skipped that. I couldn't watch it. No. Oh, yeah, no, I don't blame you. It's tough. I, I struggled with the most recent episode, which is like an escape room thing. Oh, no, and I, I thought had that to, was <laughs> That was good, yeah. I wouldn't weigh, to like, maggots and stuff. Oh, like, no, no, I could not do it. And it was hilarious, like, a spoiler in it. But when the, the water came down... I'm yeah, just, and they're screaming. Oh, they're <laughs> screaming. Like, it's cold water. <laughs> yes, it's cold water. Um, yeah, oh, it's just... It's just the most compelling tv because they are they are trying to figure out who they can trust and Mm. it's they're almost always wrong and you're sitting there because you know the audience knows who the traitors are that's the the best part yeah because you're in on the yeah we see their secret like conclaves in the tower where they're discussing who they're going to murder and stuff and 
the structure of the show is such that it always ends on a cliffhanger so you don't know who's going to be murdered so you have to tune in to the next episode yeah. to see who's going to go and it's a masterclass in tension and cliffhangers and yeah. like um red herrings and just ah uh, Ah, and I didn't think about this, but it's actually probably a masterclass in like tone, mm. and because the soundtrack lends really well to the tone of the show, Amazing. it is fantastic, and it's great for even setting like that Scottish castle. The way they slow mo all the walks to the tower. Big fan of the slow mo walk. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, the fact they know they, the traitors have the hoods, like they yeah. have these hooded cloaks and carry lanterns. There is, there is you know? a lot of. Um cultisms in that tv show actually mm. i was thinking like with yeah. uh, the wicker man at the beginning and and stuff like that and yeah um yeah i was like oh this is when's the illuminati gonna show up <laughs> <laughs> give it time yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah but yeah well worth a watch the traitors please yeah it's on bbc i don't know how our american friends would access but i'm sure there's a way i'm not advocating anything illegal by the way I'm just say that now. It might be available <laughs> on BBC America. I, I don't know. But, but find you know, it. Yeah. Just find investigate it. and find out. Yeah. 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 I I'm so, so glad that we uh we decided to watch that. Mm. And that I've managed to consider you know, <laughs> um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> <She's ever so laughs> <excited>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah get other people to watch it, it does um, it's great because it actually i put in the chat the other day it actually makes my stomach hurt like mm-hmm. when i'm watching it with how tense it is yeah. it's probably one of the only things i've ever watched that has had like a lasting impact on me physically <laughs> it's like you just don't want to miss anything do you like yeah no. just, yeah it really pulls you in it's so good yeah See, normally when I'm watching TV in the evening, I've got my bullet journal and I'm doing like, mm. you know, filling in my trackers and setting up the next day and stuff. I can't. No. Nope. The traitor's on. I can't even nope. pick up the notebook. It's just like, no, all of my attention is on that screen. It is superb. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> How many minutes? Did, we said we were going to talk about traitors for a minute. How many minutes has this been? <laughs> oh, a long time. It's fine. 65. Yeah. It's the uh, best thing that's happened this year. It's all good. Yes, it's true. 2022, <laughs> in a nutshell. Watch the traitors. traitors. <laughs> and listen Seven to the soundtrack my... on repeat because it's on yeah. Spotify. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Soundtrack. Fan- oh, yeah. It is yeah. so. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's get back to to writing yes. stuff. Uh, uh, that okay. was writing related. It's it conflict was. and tension masterclass. We made it right. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about our favourite writing resources. So, who would like to kick us off? Um, I'm going to go with my favourite marketing resource, which is obviously writing-related, but I'm very much trying to figure out marketing at the moment, aren't we all? Yes. Um, (laughs) But I'm really trying to get my head around it. Um, And I've really been enjoying the Book Marketing Simplified podcast by Jen hansen Paula, who is the owner of Mixedus Media, um, and I like it specifically because the episodes are really short. They're mm. like, you know, maximum 10 minutes kind of short. So you can just get the the important information that you need uh, without taking too much time, you know, without having to listen to a podcast like ours, which is like an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think both have equal mm. value, but 
I found that very helpful to kind of boost my knowledge and she is very knowledgeable um, when it comes to marketing. So um, yeah, check out Mixtus Media website because I think her stuff's really helpful and really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shane, how about you? You go because I'm still... <laughs> You're still thinking. <laughs> I'm still thinking. <laughs> um, I've I've got to say the Better Faster Academy, uh, which is Becca Symes' organisation. Mm. Um, I am fully pledged acolyte uh and i think i always will be she's um, in the cult yeah. she's, f- she's fully in i'm in <laughs> the cult yeah she is the cult <laughs> um yeah i don't know where i'd be without it i don't think i could have got through my burnout without my coach um mm. and oh i'm gonna get teary <sighs> yeah i i think becca is amazing and um all of the resources that come so she delivers most of it through patreon um she does have courses and stuff that are separate um but i'm on the patreon and every month there's loads of stuff that i mean i use on a daily basis and while most of it is strengths related that is the lens through which becca and her staff coach and provide information um, it's not just about that. This it's just so much sort of mindset stuff, and you know the whole QTP question. The premise is probably the single most important um, tool that I've ever learned to use. Um, so yeah, so that's mine. Okay, so mine then is the Fictionary editing software, and I will plug Fictionary a bit here, despite the fact that it they have rescued me from corporate hell um, <laughs> or because of the fact that they've rescued me from corporate hell, in fact, but the I, crazies, go yes, it. exactly. So I took the editing course, uh, the fictionary certified story coach editor program in March. I want to say feels like a long time ago now. Mm-hmm. And genuinely I looked when I decided I wanted to become a professional editor. I looked at a lot of um, editing programs. So author accelerator, all the ones you might've heard of, and Fictionary was just hands down the best. They have intuitive editing software that uses AI to map out your story arc and things like that, which you won't necessarily get from anywhere else. They have some really fantastic resources. We've got a free community you can come join, um, which is growing and becoming ever more active. Yeah, it's great. And obviously, I've had some really great editing jobs and clients off the back of that. Christina, who runs Fictionary, is really keen on promoting professional editors' careers, especially us certified coaches. And it's probably the most comprehensive approach to storytelling and story structure that I think I've ever um, ever kind of come across. It's, it's nothing new, like obviously story structure is story structure, but just the way that it's taught and the, the concepts are so simple, so easy to understand. And I know a couple of writers that have actually taken the course, not because they want to be editors, but because they want to improve their own um, writing. And it's certainly done that for me. So that has been my standout writing resource this year for many reasons. Brilliant. Lovely. Okay. So um we, I think we've all mentioned little podcast highlights, but um, we're going to return to that subject. So what are our favourite podcast moments from 2022? 
for me, interviewing Dave Chesson <laughs> and talking to him about Atticus. Why are you laughing? <laughs> we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Dave Chesson is very cool and mm. he's famous in my head. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, oh, he well, is he, famous. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the author of Kindle, Kindlepreneur. Um, but no, because I'm a big fan of Atticus and kind of new software development and the potential of that software, even if it's not 100% there yet, it was fascinating talking to him. And if I can chat to someone about fonts, it's a good day. <laughs> wow. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, a bit, I'm a bit strange. Nerd uh-huh. alert. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of it. Yeah. You should be. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, I I he's a good um a really good guest to interview. He's very Oh, because he just talks and talks. Yeah. 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 You don't Gives have to ask lot. him anything. You're just like, <laughs> so Dave. Go. <laughs> yeah. Always gives yeah. a great interview, to be fair. Yeah, he's very personable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shane, how about you? Um, I think my standout podcast moment this year was launching my co-hosted podcast with Cassie Newell. That's the Storytellers Face-Off podcast, where we get together, we take audience questions, play them out live on the show, and then we debate the how we would both answer the question. And because Cassie and I have quite differing opinions on a lot of things, it can get pretty funny. Um, I think, but my standout moment for for recording the show was when we got to interview Daniel Wilcox about the author's mindset and that was that was what the whole um of season one was about the mindset of being an author and Dan shared some really fantastic insights into the author mindset and things like imposter syndrome it was a really great interview again somebody who is very personable in an interview as Holly knows uh yeah just a great guest so that was my I think that was my standout highlight moment this year and um, Storytellers Face Off was in my um, top podcasts of the year, according to my Spotify. Yes. Rock. Yeah. And it was really good. I'll listen to it in 2023. Yeah. Okay, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, um, my favorite moment was uh, interviewing Sarah Painter. <sighs> <laughs> oh, oh she's just the loveliest person in the lovely. whole wide world yeah. yeah um yeah really easy to interview very very friendly and um yeah it was a real honor to interview her because I think she's amazing and um I've learned a lot from her books and the worried writer pod- podcast which sadly finished in 2020 um but yeah, she was just lovely. Um, we've stayed in touch as well, which is nice because so often, you know, you interview someone and then that's it, and you don't really have any contact with them again after. But yeah, we've stayed in touch. So. I'm jealous you got to meet her. <laughs> I want to meet her in person. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna try and do the impossible. And wrap up 2022 in a single word. <laughs> Someone else go first. I've got mine, so I'll go first. I'm going to be that corny person and say that 2022 was life-changing. And that is one word. It's hyphenated before you start on me, Julia. <laughs> um, 
but yeah I'm gonna go for life-changing you've had quite a year I have had quite a year yeah new job if you'd, if you'd have told me at the start of the year yeah. that I would be here now not here like... <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> oh god I'd never end up well even that to be honest <laughs> even that to be fair but if you'd told me that I'd be where I am now I yeah I would not I'd have laughed in your face probably yeah but you've worked hard to do it I have um too hard and yeah. I will be easing off but yeah I I couldn't have asked for a better year in terms of professional success see maybe your 2023 word should be balance no I've, I've got it now I know what mine is balance <laughs> is impossible do. have you not learned <laughs> anything no I forgot in the last 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to use the word challenging for 2022 mm. because not all of it has been negative, but it has been challenging. Mm. There's been a lot of learning to do, uh, a lot of undoing of previous belief systems and, um, and trying to push myself to write a book that just didn't seem to want to be written. Mm. Um, but I've had a lot of support this year from friends that I'm really thankful for because it would have been a much more negative word without them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's nice. Um, I'm, I'm at a loss. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think, okay. It's because it's kind of in my head and it makes sense. Foundational. There's been a lot of having to work on my foundations this year mm. and re-examine some of the things that I think and that I want and that I think I want. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and getting back to, you know, back to the roots of why I wanted to be a writer in the first place and... um rediscovering passions from my youth as well and it's it's yeah it's been foundational it's been about rebuilding stuff from the ground up so yeah nice that is a positive one to end on i like yeah i like that yeah okay um i've just realized i haven't got a would you rather question (laughs) i was gonna ask you earlier on if you got one (laughs) uh do you have one julia just lying about (laughs) Uh, yeah, I just have a whole list of them somewhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so organised. Mm, Look at this. Wow. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Shane, for um, dragging you into this. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I don't have one either. Um. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to think of one off the 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 cuff. So it's okay, we just need to insert some like elevator music here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right would you rather okay would you rather have a detailed breakdown schedule of everything you have to do every single day for the next year or no schedule at all whatsoever flying by the seat of your pants every minute of every day oh wing just... it every time <laughs> <laughs> you knew that would be my oh. answer though yeah yeah I, do. I i'm the kind of person who likes the idea of a schedule and routine but really i don't I just don't think it's in me to live that way no it's not 
I just yeah. <laughs> okay. Which of my strengths makes me that's your number two adaptability. Thank yeah. you, Holly. Um, yeah. Yes, I pr- I prefer to be adaptable and wing it. Um, I think some people feel quite unstable when they don't have structure and schedule, and it it's hard on them. But for me, um, I'm okay with it. <laughs> mm. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I have> a <laughs> question. <laughs> that's my line. You stole my line. <laughs> does does the schedule hmm. so is the schedule gonna lead to something successful is it a well-planned schedule or not (laughs) who knows shane i mean there's only so much there are no guarantees in life (sighs) why not guarantees in life (laughs) but it's it's a schedule you have determined for yourself okay fine not imposed on you by someone else right but it is that's fine because if you'd have imposed a schedule on me i definitely am not going to do anything that you've told me to do uh but if specifically I, you, Holly. <laughs> no, not yes. The wider you, not just you. Although I probably wouldn't do what you told me to do either. But... I don't know. You watched the traitors. Uh... Oh. <laughs> wow. We'll just park that there. Um, I think if it's a schedule that I've designed myself, then yes, I 100% need to know what I'm doing as much as possible, um, and I will plan years and years ahead, not just one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to say the same. Yeah, I. Yeah. I mean, where's Angeline? When <laughs> Angeline, I need you, my fellow adaptability gal. Yeah, I mean, thing is, I, I love having a plan. I am not always great at executing a plan. I will mm. hold my hands up and say that, like, like this year. Hello. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, I need a plan. I can't like, I need to have that schedule there. I mean, I'm not a schedule me to the minute kind of person. I don't, I I would find that difficult to live with. However, not having any kind of schedule or plan would just it physically be impossible. Like I literally have children who have like music lessons at certain times. And like, <laughs> literally, mm. I have to have some things planned. If I, yeah, I I couldn't. I couldn't have no plan. I just couldn't. <laughs> I'm just always late to everything, so mm, that's very <laughs> maybe true. I need that schedule. <laughs> I just wouldn't follow through with it. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. When I was listening to the episode of the goal setting one for 2022 that you and I did, Holly, mm. I think one of us said, I don't know who, it, but I wrote it down. Um, one of us said, I feel like I'm holding my breath for 2022 because mm. 2021 was so. Mm. So if you could rate 2022 out of 10, what would you give it? Uh, uh, <laughs> what though? Like everything. D- In general. I need some parameters to work with. Like if 10 is the best year ever, productive, hit my targets, uh, Everything was great in every area of my life. That's 10. One is my life fell to pieces and collapsed on the ground. Where are you at? Mm. I'm just curious. Everything should be rated out of 10. It should be law. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) (laughs) 
um oh, that's a that's a traitor inside joke yes you'll have to watch it to find out yes yeah. <laughs> um okay i and maybe i'm just filled with nice warm fuzzy christmas vibes and maybe on a different day or if i had been more prepared for this episode and looked back a bit more closely at the year i'd have a different answer um i actually i'm gonna go with like seven it's pretty good it's, it's been pretty good actually like yeah there have been some challenges and some things that didn't go according to plan but i feel like i've learned and grown and i've had some really fantastic happy high moments and um yeah i i feel pretty good about the year i'm gonna say a seven good nice what about hmm. you shane um i think probably a i'm gonna have to say an eight yeah it's been a really good year this year yeah Considering that I hadn't published anything or didn't know any writers really at the start of the year. I knew a few, but nothing nothing like I do now. I should have ended on you and not ended on me, so I'm not going to answer. <laughs> no, go on, Julia. No, we no, know. it's all right. You have to answer. <laughs> no, it's a five. <laughs> oh, okay, that's, that's middle. not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I do have positivity in my top ten. Do you do mind? You? Yes, no. it's number ten. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That yeah, that's we not the to... first time Julia hmm. has encountered someone surprised by that. Um, wow, I'm more positive to for for other people than I am for myself. Makes sense. Anyway, five <laughs> middle of the road. Hoping next year will be better, but yes, actually, we'll see. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's been our wrap up of 2022. Um, <laughs> we would love to hear from you, so um, come and let us know. Um, a highlight from your year something good something positive let's uh let's bring it up yeah positivity yeah Whoop. share something shiny from 2022 <laughs> yes and remember that if you want to join us for sprints and giggles and get all of the other benefits you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors and don't forget to share the podcast online and tag us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unstoppable Authors. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. We'll be back next week with more of our tenacity and worldly wisdom. Don't forget to visit our website to get the show notes and heaps of helpful blog articles at unstoppableauthors.com. And join our guild of unstoppable authors and you will not only hear from us every week, but you will also get a free digital copy of my book, 30 Days of World Building. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review.